Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, June the 9th. And how about your fightings, the Phillies? Unbelievable. 10 nothing victory, second 10 nothing victory in a week. Rob Thompson, two 10 nothing wins on the resume as the Phillies dominate the Brewers last night. Obviously, two nights ago, the thrilling walk it, oh, I guess not walk it off in Milwaukee, but essentially walk it off Josh Hader type win. And then last night, they just poured on, and Aaron Nola was brilliant. And the Phillies easily won the game 10 nothing, and and you didn't sweat. You didn't think about anything the whole game. It was no concerns. I already had a couple of those under Rob. Few and far between, it feels like prior. But man, I mean, what a game. What a game and what a run. This Phillies team has now won six in a row. Rob Thompson is 5-0 and as manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. And, you know, it's one of those things, and we'll dive into the game and all that, but it's one of those things where, you know, as it keeps going, you know, you just you just keep saying, is it real? You know, is this sustainable? Obviously, they're not going to win every game the rest of the season. I don't think. I'm I'm pretty sure they're not going to win out the rest of the way. But, you know, we watch this team play in it, and it does, it feels totally different from the team that we watched the first two months of the season. You know, it feels like a completely different baseball team from the way they play to the way they look to the way they celebrate it is um it's a whole different thing i mean how much fun does this team look like they're having and i know look trust me winning games leads to fun winning breeds fun i get that but man it it really does feel different you know for a team that you know felt like up until girardi was fired you know the last two and a half years or whatever has felt like the exact same baseball team playing the exact same games and disappointing in the exact same ways and continually coming up small and continually being a team that we can't trust, we can't rely on, that sucks us in and then spits us back out and all that. And that is absolutely possible that that could happen again. You know, there's still the Philadelphia Phillies as a franchise. We know that. But, you know, this, this win streak has felt different. You know, it has looked different. Obviously, the bats have come alive, which is 
thrilling. You're getting production from all kinds of spots. Kyle Schwarber, June Schwarber, welcome to baseball, sir. Bryson Stott, Stotty. I hope you didn't give up on Bryson after a tough first month and a half to start his career as Bryson is locked in right now. Didi has been swinging a good bat since coming back. Even Reese Hoskins got in on the action last night as the bats have come alive a bit here. The pitching, the starting pitching has been great over the last week and and you know really all season Rangers really been the only one who's who's disappointed and Kyle uh, Gibson wasn't great but they still found a way to win the game 9-7. Um, and, you know, he's your fifth starter. And, you know, <laughs> since Thompson's been here, other than, you know, Knabel being terrifying and really struggling, but the team picking him back up, the, the bullpen's been pretty good. Um, and again, more than anything, it just, it feels like there's an energy and an excitement around this team. You know, it feels like these guys are, are having fun playing baseball. I know a crazy thing. A crazy thought that playing a kid's game for a living would lead to, I don't know, having a good time. I know. It is it is shocking. And yet, that's what we're seeing. So, you know, it does feel different in that way. It really does. It feels like there's a different vibe around this team. And, man, I, I got to tell you, you know, I we talked so much about Joe Girardi needing to be fired. And I felt incredibly confident that it was the right thing to do. And we talked so much about how a manager isn't responsible for all of a team's ills and you can't blame a manager for a team's struggles. And I still, for the most part, agree with that. I think in most situations you can't. But man, um, I mean, and again, it's it's a very small sample size of evidence, but the evidence really says that this team did not like playing for Joe Girardi. I mean, at this point, I don't know how we can take it as coincidence that you know they've won five straight since he got fired, and they've just looked like a completely different team in doing it. I mean, a completely different team. And it's the way we watch the game, too. The managing has been different. I mean, doesn't it feel so much smoother? Not all kinds of changes and moves and this. It's just like a baseball game. Uh, maybe it's not a coincidence that these games have been flying by. We had another three-hour baseball game last night. Less. And they scored 10 runs. Game's moving. They're out there just playing baseball. No binders. Sorry, I had to take a shot, Joe. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure Rob's a uh, analytics guy, too. He's talked about that. But you know, it just feels different. It looks different. Everything about it is different. And I, I, again, I, I don't, I still need to see more. Are, am I back in? Yeah, I'm back in. I'm really excited. Um, I'm ready to, you know, live and die with this team again. I'm ready to be back in on the season. I'm ready to believe that they can make the playoffs. I'm not saying I'm predicting they're going to make the playoffs, but I believe they can get one of those wild card spots. I think they're in this thing. I think this team can compete. They need some moves. They need some changes. They need a better bullpen. This team is not without its many flaws. But I am back in on the team. Um, but I'm certainly not saying like this version of the team is locked in for the rest of the season or anything like that. Because then obviously we'd be a lot, a lot more. Um, <laughs> they would definitely be a playoff team. Uh, but. Um, you know, obviously, I still think there's an element of you need to see it for a long period to buy in to believe it. And and I'm, you know, a big part of me is there, too, that 
you know, the last few years have just been so crushing, really the last 11 years, but but particularly the Girardi era and even the Gabe era has just been so full of unfulfilled expectations. You know, I think that's the best way to put it, that the last few years have been, you know, that's the thing is, is 2012 obviously was, you know, we were still in on the team and excited, but after that, you know, we started to, to understand what was happening, that, all right, this this era is over. It's time to turn the page and rebuild for the next era. And we did not think it would take 11 years. <laughs> but, you know, that we were all right with that. And we got it in the early teens. And then, you know, once it was time to go for it, and once this team started to, to do things that implied they were going for it, like the signing of Bryce Harper, like going out and getting JT, uh, excuse me, Jake Arrieta the year before, and obviously the many moves since then, but have really started to, to push this thing forward and be a team that is trying to contend and not a team that is trying to rebuild. Ever since then, the, the expectations have been raised. And it feels with each year, things have happened that have just added to that. And obviously, you know, year one, it's it's Jake Arietta comes. They, they bring in Gabe. They're doing all this, you know, new stuff. And, and you know, there was excitement. I don't think anyone thought they were going to be great, but there was excitement. And then the next year, we get Bryce Harper here. We've got JT here. And things really start to feel like something and we're all jacked up and we're McCutcheon and they, they do all these things and then disappointment again in the same way, collapsing this, that, then 2020, same thing. Even in a 60 game season, we have excitement. We're like, no way they don't make the playoffs with eight playoff teams in each, in each conference, no, in each division, uh, excuse me, in each league. There's no way this team's not making the playoffs. Well, they didn't. And then obviously last year, we all remember, you know, the, the massive disappointment, but also the massive expectations. They signed Zach Wheeler before 2020. You know, they, they keep adding, they keep making moves this offseason, more moves. Obviously, the most expectations we've had, and then for the season to start this way, you know, it's just, it's really beaten us down as Phillies fans. It's really created a situation where expectations are, our expectations are that, our expectations will not be fulfilled. <laughs> that we expect to not be fulfilled. That's where we're at as Phillies fans. So I think it's going to take some time and uh, you know a, a real stretch of good baseball and and not a six game winning streak, which has been super fun. And again, I do think you should be more in on than not because there is a tangible change that was made that has led to it. But I still understand that it's hard to just say. All in on the fills. This team's good because, you know, they're not yet. They're playing good right now. But if you thought this team was going to be good before the season, and yes, things have changed. You know, Gene Segura is out. Some guys have struggled on that. But if you thought this team was going to be good before the season, it's okay to think they can still be good. (laughs) They had a bad two months with a manager who clearly was holding them down, at least in some ways, at least from a culture clubhouse perspective. You know, and obviously we think in a... In a tactical perspective, I think he actually cost them decisions, cost them games in-game with his decisions. That happened. But I think, you know, a a bigger effect is just that this team was in a malaise. In a malaise. This team just didn't look like they cared. I mean, again, I know we've referenced it so many times, but it's because it's so astounding. There was an article in the Inquirer uh, talking about families of the players Look like they weren't having fun out there and, and that they didn't want to be there and all this stuff. I mean, that is so damning 
of the culture that was created by the manager Joe Girardi, and and thus I do think that you know there is real reason for optimism now that he has gone, and now that we're seeing what we're seeing because there is still talent here. That's the point. There's still talent here. They can be good. But they're the Phillies, and we've dealt with it so much that I understand that it takes time to see them be good before we believe, and I'm there too. But I'm excited again. I'm excited again about the Phillies. That's where I'm at right now. This is fun again. The Phillies are fun again. And I think it's going to continue. Again, I don't know to what extent. I don't think they're going to stay hot the rest of the year, but I think this has a chance to be a fun summer. And a week ago, I didn't. A week ago, I didn't. All right, let's look back at last night, and then we'll look ahead as just a, a whopper of a game from the Phils. From Topper, Rob Thompson, 5-0 and as Phillies manager. Um, just astounding. First manager to win his first five games with a new team since Jim Leland with the Tigers in 2006. Of course, a Dombrowski team as well. But um, last night, no stress for the fifth straight. You know, we had obviously a lot of stress, the, the two prior you know, they win the the last game of that Giants series, then the first two of the next series, and cruising along, feeling good against the Angels, feeling great. And then that last game, the Knable blowing it, the, the, the Bryce Grand Slam, the Knable blow it, the Stott homer to win it, the walk-off, and, you know, the thrilling win that way. And then, and then two nights ago, obviously the Hater miracle win again you know for hater to have gone 38 straight appearances or 38 straight innings 40 straight appearances not to give up a run since last july not to give up a home run last july to give up two solo shots to bowman veerling no less i think is honestly it's more shocking than the win the day before or two days before um which is saying something because again that was one where they were down four runs in the eighth inning hit a grand slam went down in the ninth and then hit a three-run walk-off so that's pretty rare too I think the the who the who hit the homers and then being off hater, even more shocking to me at least. So two straight shocking wins and last night made it easy on us. Thank goodness As the Phillies get out early. First and foremost, first and foremost, Aaron Nola, Aaron Nola, Aaron Nola. What an outing! Nola was brilliant last night, just in total command of that baseball game from. The jump. Nola ends up going eight innings, no runs, four hits, no walks, six strikeouts, 103 pitches. Probably could have thrown a complete game if they needed him to. They're up 10 nothing by the ninth. The reason Andrew Bellotti comes in, pitches clean. Ninth inning, Bellotti had not gotten some work in a while. So nice to see, you know, that's the right spot to get Bellotti some work. Not in a super close game where it matters. It's 10 nothing. Bring Andrew Bellotti in the game. Rob Thompson. Managing like someone who's managed a baseball game before. Crazy thoughts. I know. Beautiful. Nola was brilliant. Jose already down to 3-5. Nola at 4-4 four four on the season. And again, just brilliant. And the Phillies then, it was all about the bats. You know, really big games from Bryson Sott and Kyle Schwerber. Both four-hit games. How often do you see that? Two teammates with four-hit games. Stott goes 4-4 four for four with three runs and two RBI. And Schwerber goes 4-5 for five with two RBI and two Runs as well. All of a sudden, don't look now. Kyle Schwarber, obviously Bryce leading the team in OPS handily. Uh, Odubel actually second, but obviously not an everyday player, but right behind Odubel. Kyle Schwarber, third best OPS on the team. Second best of anyone who's a regular player every day. Hmm. How about it? How about it? Um, 
But the Phillies just get up early and just pour it on. Stoddy gets it going in the third. A two-run shot. Ripping one out to right. Scoring a double. Then Reese Hoskins getting the act. An opposite field one-two, which was nice to see. Reese didn't do anything else uh, last night. One for five with the homer and two RBI. But um, nice to see, man. Nice to see Reese take one the opposite way. Especially after his uh, first at bat of the game. Reese grounds into a double play. And I'm like, here we go. Here we go. Uh, leadoff runner gets on. Double play. Um, but then takes this one deep. It was awesome to see. 4 nothing. Oduble homers in the fifth. 5 nothing, And then they just get silly. They add one on uh, Schwerber double in the seventh. Then add four more in the ninth. Kyle Schwerber, RBI double, scores one. And then Bryce Harper, a three-run blast. One of those ones, you know when sometimes Harper just you know kind of Swings the bat through the zone, and it looks like he's holding a tree trunk for some reason, and it just explodes off the bat, like a like a line drive crush off the bat, clearly gone. Honestly, it felt like at that point, because Bryce was 0 for 4 heading into that at bat, and they're up 7 nothing. it felt like Bryce was like, screw this, dude. I'm getting in on this action. Not everybody hits tonight without me. I'm hitting two. Bryce gets it done. Boom! 10 nothing Phillies. Again, just a thrilling night. Really, the stars of the night again. Uh, Schwarber's 4 for 5 with 2 runs, 2 RBI. And then Stadi 4 for 4 with 3 runs and 2 RBI. What a what a weekend. Week, I should say. It's been for Bryson Stadis. He had his first career homer on Friday against the Angels. The walk-off on Sunday. And then last night, another is Bryson Stadis. How about it? How about it? Letting a kid play and... He's starting to figure it out. Isn't that a shocking development? Another thing, you know, the Jerry Thompson thing, we talked about it, but man, you know, playing the kids, the energy, the excitement that brings, but also, look, these kids are never going to develop if you don't show them belief. If you if you don't have confidence in them, how are they going to have confidence in themselves? Baseball is a sport about confidence. Any sport is about confidence. Being able to walk up to the plate and know you're going to hit the ball. It matters. That's why guys get locked in. All this stuff matters. You know, believing you're going to go up and get a hit. You know, feeling confident about it. Believing in your abilities. Like, that stuff matters. And if you're a manager who keeps sitting these guys, who refuses to give them chances to play at a regular basis, to give them belief in themselves, then how are they supposed to believe in themselves too? It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I think I think this is the kind of thing where the, the it's a twofold thing. Like having these young guys play and and consistently be a part of this team helps the team from an energy perspective, as Rob Thompson's talked about. It brings a different vibe to the clubhouse, to the team, to the game. But I think the flip side of that is it also helps build these players up, helps them grow. What player is going to develop if his manager doesn't believe in enough to play him, right? I mean, that's that seems like simple stuff to me. And Girardi never did it. He never believed in the young guys. He never gave them a chance. He never let them grow. He never instilled confidence in them. We saw it last year with Bohm. How many times did we talk about Alec Bohm just going through last season, struggling, 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 and there was like no one there to put his arm around him and be like, come here, Alec, let's go. Where's your manager? What's your manager doing? I, honestly, someone said this on the radio yesterday, and I was like thinking, I'm like, oh my, you know, really good point. Like, Do you ever remember Girardi talking to players in the, in the dugout? Like, Obviously, every once in a while you'll see it, but like, for real. Like Gabe, like him or hate him, and I'm a, I'm a fan. But you know, you watch Gabe with the Giants now. I'm with the Phillies. Like he's always talking to people. He's on the first step of the dugout, like the entire game, 
and he's talking to his players. He's talking to his coaches. Girardi would sit on the freaking bench with the binder. That was it. He would just sit there. It felt like he never talked to anybody. It felt like he wasn't even involved in the game. Again, like, I just, I don't know how you could watch this team play the last five games and not think that Joe Girardi being gone is a factor in them playing better. Like, I don't understand it. If you tell me that you don't think that, I'll tell you you're wrong. And I'll probably think you're an idiot, too. Now, is it going to change everything? Is this, it? again, we'll see. I don't, I don't know. But it's certainly different. It certainly matters. And this team was awesome last night. And they've been fun, man. They're, they're playing good baseball. You know, I know it's a, uh, a wild thought. The Philadelphia Phillies playing good baseball. But damn it if they aren't playing good baseball. 10-0 win last night. The, the 3-2 win, the thriller the night before. The 9-7 thriller on Sunday night. 7-2 dominant win over the Angels. 10-0 easy win over the Angels. Um, and then obviously they won that last Giants game of Girardi's tenure. Six straight. Six straight. Pretty exciting. And again, I, I, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic about where this team heads. I'm optimistic about the type of baseball we're seeing. They're still flawed. They're going to have to make moves. They're going to have to add to this team. The bullpen is clearly not good enough. You know, when Sir Anthony Dominguez is literally the only guy we trust. And look, Brad Hand's been better. Connor Brogdon's looked good lately. You know, there are guys who are... Working their way into the circle of trust, so to speak. But on the whole, I mean, Sir Anthony's the only guy you really trust. And he's certainly the only elite guy you have. Like, they have to supplement that. They have to add to the bullpen. They have to. Absolutely have to. So there are things they have to do to, to you know, really, truly contend. But, you know, it feels different. And it's exciting to watch. Philly's now 27 and 29, three and a half out of the wild card. The Giants at 30 and 25, holding that last wild card spot. The Braves keep winning, which is frustrating. The Braves at 30 and 27 on the season, really ever since that Braves Phillies series that, um, you know, they split, but it was a lot uglier for the Phillies, even though it was a split. The Braves have played great baseball since then. The Braves have eight and two in their last 10. And that's the thing with the Phillies is they've won six straight, but. Because they had lost five straight hitting into that, they're only six and four in their last ten. You know, so the Braves have, have gained some games. From a run differential perspective, though, the Phillies plus twenty nine, that is better than the Braves. Um and at least actually from a run differential perspective, one of the better divisions of baseball, at least in terms of, you know, across the board, obviously the NL East the best or the AL East the best right now, but the AL East and the NL East, the only two divisions of baseball that have four teams with run differentials, uh, with positive run differentials. The Mets at plus 64, the Braves at plus 16, the Phillies at plus 29, and the Marlins are at plus 18, and the Nationals at minus 88. Phillies have still not played the Nationals, let's not forget that. So, um, exciting stuff there. Mets lose yesterday, so the Phillies now only nine and a half back. Single digits, baby! Woo! We're there! Catching up, but uh, uh, Braves only seven, and a half, seven back of the Mets all of a sudden, so... Maybe the NL East gets interesting. I don't think it will. I really don't. But you never know. Maybe. As, uh, again, the Phillies have uh, have played so much better baseball, and it is just so exciting to not hate this team on a nighttime basis, to say, oh, wow, this is fun. I am to actually, and I talked about this, uh, I think uh, last week or whatever, maybe, but I remember going into a game last week, and for the first time all season, it was in the midst of that 12 of 16, five straight, whatever it was in that general range, and it was the only game all season where I went into it and I was like, you know what? I actually don't want to watch them. I'm actually dreading game time. Don't get to 7.05. Don't get to 4.05. Whatever time that game was that I felt that way. I, I, 
I was really at that point. I'd reached that point where I didn't want to watch Phillies play baseball. And now it's back, man. Now I can't wait. I can't, get me to 210 today. Get me there. I'm ready. I'm ready for Phillies baseball. Phillies have a chance of back-back sweeps. Phillies sweep the Angels. We're in the midst of a real slide. Um, or, you know, uh, it hasn't been great uh, for the Angels. You could you could say that. Um, but, but, but I do, um, you know, I think they still, they still handle business, which is what they had to do there as well. Um, uh, and, uh, the angels lose again last night, by the way, as they are uh, really just struggling. Um, but you know, the Milwaukee's a good team. Milwaukee's in first place in the, in the NL central and, you know, they've won the series now. Can they go out today and win it all? You know, log it down. Now this will be the toughest Matchup for them is they're going up against Corbin Burns, reigning NL Cy Young winner, going up against Eflin, though. Eflin was great last outing and has been really good lately um, for the most part, other than that 1-7 run outing where, you know, that was a weird game. Um, so big one today. Let's see. Can they double sweep? Back-to-back sweeps? One of them against a good team on the road? Let's go. We'll see. It's exciting stuff. And again, after this, it gets easy. Diamondbacks, Marlins, Washington, Texas. The next... After this, the next 13 games the Phillies play are against the Diamondbacks, the Marlins, the Nationals, and the Rangers. It's go time. Let's go. It's exciting stuff. We're on a run and about to start facing some bad teams. Phillies are fun again. It's exciting. Now let's see. Can they go out and sweep today? That would be really exciting. Uh, can't say I expect it, but I don't not expect it, which is a, an improvement. Either way, whatever happens, we will definitely be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.